podcast from the Wisconsin Medical Society that looks at some of the top issues affecting patients and the practice of medicine here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, Peter Welch, and with me, again, is Rufus Sweeney. Hey, Rufus. Hey, Peter. Rufus is a third-year medical student here at the UW and has been working uh, with them to have a class for fourth-year medical students about financial literacy. We've been working with Rufus and UW along with our financial and insurance branch of the Medical Society, WISMED Assure, uh, to get the word out, to talk to residents, physicians, and students about the importance of financial literacy and planning uh, to make themselves successful. So uh, we're on our third podcast now in this series. First we talked about budgeting, and then we talked about living like a residence, and resident and living within your means. Uh, and now we're on to the proverbial question for any person, to buy or to rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another podcast on the website about leasing a car uh, or buying a car. And so I think this is the other big conversation. How do we decide? How do you decide yeah. whether or not to rent or to buy? It is, that is the question, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have this, um, this conflict in their mind because they're like, it's, it's the, like the oldest... Uh, at it, well, it's the oldest advice that our, our parents give us is like, you should own a home. You know, you should you shouldn't like invest in real estate. Or there's some version of that that you hear like, real estate is the oldest. Yeah. Buy buy land. They're not making more of it. Exactly right. right. Yeah, you always hear that. And um, there's some truth to that. But as far as personal home ownership, right, the the idea of buying and living in a residence, um, by and large. This is gonna it's gonna be really disappointing. And honestly, I'm not gonna live by this advice. I want my own home. But this is this is the advice that all the financial professionals give is that it is actually a much better deal to rent. And um, this is particularly true during 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 residency. But um, so we'll just start there. Yeah, reasons, why why residency? Why does that change the calculus? Re- the reasons why it's important to uh, rent in residency is well, so the first reason is you, the residency is at most probably seven, eight years, right? If you're if you're like a, a neurosurgeon who's fellowship trained, you're at eight years or nine years. That's a long time, but that is the longest time you can train pretty much um, during residency. Um, so the average, I think, but the the mode time in residency is three to four years. Um, typically, what financial experts agree on is that after five years or so, um, you have retained the home long enough to know that it's, you know, it it's, uh, might have grown in value enough to recoup the, the amount that you spent on, for example, closing costs, mm-hmm. right? The costs that you pay in order to make the transaction for the home. Um, additionally, residents don't often have enough saved for a down payment. And someone may come back with the argument, well, like they can get a physician mortgage. PMI. <laughs> PMI <laughs> is the, the fee that's associated with uh, buying a home when you don't have enough of a down payment. It's to ensure loan companies that you're going to be good on it. If you're under 20%, you yeah, automatically pay PMI. So so what's a physician mortgage for people who, who maybe haven't heard of this? Yeah, so a physician mortgage, a lot of um, mortgage companies, lenders have realized that uh, physicians often don't have enough for a down payment uh, because you know they haven't... Um, Accumulated the resources enough over time to, to get a, a to make a full twenty percent down payment on their home, and so they waive that that twenty per, or that um, that fee that PMI associated with not paying a twenty percent down payment mm-hmm. because they know that physicians are more likely 
to make good on their uh, on their payments for their mortgage. So PMI or so physician mortgages are they do exist. They residents can access them. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is that um, it seems like the physician mortgage is kind of a double edged sword, right? On the surface, it seems. Uh, you know, it seems good. It's something you have access to. You know, they're going to be, you know, high earners later on. Um, but it seems super dangerous, right? It seems like a really easy way to fall into a huge, huge uh, financial investment that uh, may not bear out. Right, right. And so that's one of the big risks that you run. And so um, w- even even though you can have access to this loan that's PMI-free, mm-hmm. right, it's, it's dangerous because... Often residency is where you do residency isn't the place where you end up settling as an attending, mm-hmm. um, and so when you when you buy that house, you have closing costs associated with it. When you sell that house, you have closing costs associated with it, and that often doesn't doesn't end up being profitable even after all the expenses are accounted for. Um, additionally, when you're a homeowner, you're on the, you're on the hook for any repairs that need to be made. If your house needs a new roof, you're going to pay for that. If your house needs a, a new refrigerator, mm-hmm. you're going to pay for that. Yeah, so even if you're making, you know, even if your calculus has you coming on a little bit ahead, you know, in four years, you know, you're still one water heater away from blowing your margin. (laughs) Exactly. Can you tell I'm a homeowner? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's painful to hear about those stories. And and you never know what the housing market's going to do. It could do exactly what it did in 2008, which is like all the value that was built up in real estate just fell out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you you just never know what what the market's going to do. The safest option, the, the option that, that, ends up working out the best for the vast majority of people is, is renting during residency. The more controversial aspect of this and the, the, the part that I think a lot of people have a hard time swallowing is it's actually even better when you become an attending. Throughout your entire life, it's actually better if you rent. That's a hard <laughs> sell, right? It is. Because I, I think there's, again, we've talked a lot about so far in this podcast, this, this balance between the identity associated with how you spend your money versus, you know, what the, you know, cold, hard, objective, right choice is. And that right choice is very clouded by the quality of life and and really not even how you feel about your quality of life, but how you feel about your financial choices. You know, choosing to buy a house might feel like something that is so gratifying that it might might be worth the investment of the money you're going to lose for the personal feeling that you associate with owning a home. Right. That's a fascinating thing to have to make a decision about. So exactly. you said at the onset, you're going to probably buy a house yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a resident. Yeah, yeah. Which is what you just told us not to do. I know, I know. I, and like, perhaps during residency, I'll forgo that opportunity. In fact, I probably will. I should make it clear. As an attending, I will definitely buy a house. <laughs> but not during residency. I think you have to be a bit of a financial robot. And not to not to like sure. take that away from anybody who wants to do that. But you have to, you have to completely... You know, ex- ex- like extract yourself from yeah. the identity curation that comes along with owning a home. And make no mistake, it is an identity curation mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like it's a way that I can express myself, um, uh, and and it matters. It yeah. does. It really does. Yeah. So the one maybe wrinkle in this is what what would you say to the physician who says, "Well, I'm going to buy a home in residency as an investment, and I know there's a crop every year of medical students when I leave." Who are going to want to rent this place for me? So I'm buying a house as an investment long term to rent out, even if I'm moving two states away to right. to be an attending. Yeah, that's that's something that I had thought about too, uh, because I thought, you know, if I'm going to move away from where I do residency, which I, I probably will, 
Um, I can just rent it out. Yeah, that's it's a, it's it's true that a lot of people think about that. Um, I think what a lot of people don't consider is is just how um, poorly that can go sometimes. Um, <laughs> you end up doing one of two things. You end up hiring a manager mm-hmm. to take care of all the issues with landlord and and you know landlord duties and home ownership, and that ends up costing you more than it's worth, um, and then you end up you know losing money in the deal, or um, you end up trying to be a landlord yourself, which can even be worse of a nightmare. Like it can just be <laughs> such a huge headache uh, having to field calls in the middle of the night about a, a, a mini, you know, flood that's taken place in the basement. Um, and so it's really um, it's it's really difficult for me to recommend that to people because even though it's tempting even for me to to think about, it's just it just ends up not being a very smart financial decision ultimately. Um, there's there are a lot of if it is something that entices uh, a listener or two or, or a few listeners, um, there are things that I would recommend. Um, I would recommend that after medical school, you make sure that you're buying a property that makes sense as, as an investment for as a landlord and not necessarily as an investment to live in, right? So it may not be the most comfortable place, it may not be the best place, but it may be the um, it may be profitable after you move away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you might have to make a trade-off. There are many good podcasts about this. Bigger Mon- bigger, bigger Pockets, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what it's called, um, has uh, like a spreadsheet that you can plug in all the variables that you can actually see in front of you if a place is a good investment. Um, that ends up being more trouble than it's worth. And you're buying right, for a different reason uh, at that point exactly. in time, right? right. It's, it's a totally different reason to to buy a property as investment probably a better investment vehicles out there too if you're going to drop that kind of money uh, that's perfectly said yeah so too long didn't listen better to rent (laughs) (laughs) better to rent (laughs) thanks again rufus we'll be back next time with the different kinds of debt and types of educational loans so looking forward to talking about that Again, this is uh, WISMED On Call. If you like what you heard, please visit our website, www.wismed.org, and look for future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast, again, is sponsored uh, through uh, our relationship with WISMED Assure. You can check them out at wismedassure.org for all of your professional liability, life, and disability needs as a physician. Thanks. Thanks.